All right, what's going on, guys? Soul Fighter speaks here for another one-on-one. -on -one. We're here with Queen Q, Queen Squared. What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. I know we had a lot of issues, but we finally got this together. Uh, so I hope you guys are enjoying this under some gameplay that I have up for you guys. So my first question is, um, what really got you into anime and manga? So honestly, the thing that got me really into it, um, I got into it when I was about like seven and I woke up in the middle of the night and I actually saw the ending theme for Inuyasha playing. And it was something about Shishomaru that just caught me with those red flowers. And I was like, what is this? So I ended up sitting up, I ended up watching it. And then I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And then I realized I literally couldn't, I, I literally stayed up like a whole week trying to figure out when anime came on, what time of night, if I would have to like finesse my parents into thinking I was asleep, but I was actually watching TV. And that's when I got into like a lot of the older anime like Inuyasha, Big O, um, Trigun, Trinity Blood, The Gray Man. So that was like, my my opening introduction into anime itself mm -hmm. and um it's funny because back then um i mean if you maybe you were watching it in the mornings on weekends or for me it was toonami uh straight from the 90s uh right after school so you had your yuhaka show dragon ball uh like you said trigun outlaw star cowboy bebop and that's pretty much how you uh, entered, I guess, the gateway of anime back then. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, the Pokemons, all that stuff. Um, I think back then, though, at least for me, it was more exclusive. Like, you know, you had to, people were uh, doing anime clubs at school. Maybe a couple of people would be there. You'd take your Dragon Ball Z movies, especially Coolish Revenge, and play that over and over and over again. Um, we would also uh, draw Dragon Ball Z just for the fun of it, you know, compare our drawings, uh, draw different animes. Uh, so back then, I think it was more um, this kind of a small group of things. But nowadays, it's just insane what it, it has uh, changed to before. Um, but I would say back then, uh, what was uh, so you said um, Inuyasha was your go to. Um, what was your kind of your your top anime back then and i'm guessing we're talking about 90s here okay so i would say my top anime back then would have been wolf's reign it is still to this day my most favorite anime nobody can get me over it wolf's reign i remember watching it and then going like i actually caught it i want to say not midway through the season but like maybe like five episodes deep and i was hooked on it and then I remember like the last final episode that I saw of it, I went to school depressed. And it was so funny because like my teachers knew something was wrong with me, but I couldn't tell them what was wrong because they probably think I was crazy. So they ended up sending me home for the day and they're like telling my mom like to like just to like monitor me because they're like something's off. But then my mom kept trying to pry out of me like what's going on and I'm like nothing mom it's nothing. But the whole time I'm sitting up to think about like that last episode just like crying the day away. But um, Wolf's Rain was my favorite. Second came in, I would have said, was Cowboy Bebop. Third was Shamurai Shampoo. Then Trigun. Trigun. Then Code Geass. S. Cryet is like a forgotten jewel. So. Right. Yeah, that's uh, S. Cryet. Yeah, that's a, uh, you know what? That's kind of like a, um, 
let's say kind of like an underrated series, like a hidden gem, kind of like Get Backers. I don't know if you've seen Get Backers before. I've heard of Get Backers. I haven't watched Get Backers, but I definitely watch S. Cryad because S. Cryad, I was like, people sleeping on S. Cryad. Yeah, it's pretty much a typical shonen. You got your battles. Yeah, but it was uh, it was pretty dope. But I don't know why it wasn't, I guess, that promoted. Or I guess people just weren't talking about it, uh, at least back then. Um, another series I found, kind of another hidden gem, was Rainbow. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't but... I probably saw it. It sounds familiar, but, like, I've watched so many animes that, like, at certain points, it just tends to blend together. Right. See, yeah, that's another thing. And you're a millennial, right? Are you a millennial? I don't... Mm, I think so. I think I was born in 1993, so... Oh, yeah, you're a millennial. Yeah, yeah. I was born in 1990. Yeah, you're a millennial. Okay, cool. So, same year, same generation of tsunamis and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, what you said, that animes kind of blend in now. And I think um, that is kind of a, a curse, too, because when I'm watching animes that are coming out now, I keep... Just like I have like this 90s bias that I keep going back to the originals, uh, you know, like the Dragon Balls and stuff like that. For instance, a good example I would say is, um, what is it? Uh, Deadly Sins, Seven Deadly Sins. That one I always come, that's, that's, that's like always my go-to example of a series that maybe if I didn't, if I was a Gen Z person or a person that came into anime like in the late 2000s, maybe I would have been like bragging about that series daily but now since i've you know i saw it you know i'm a 90s person it's like yeah i've seen this before like it's hard to impress me with certain series it's, it's not i don't it takes a bit more for me to be impressed oh yeah i know exactly what you mean and that's the reason why i started switching to like i read a lot of mangas just for the simple fact being now that i'm a married woman and i have a family and things like that it's very difficult to watch anime and take care of a household so usually what i do is like when it gets to the nighttime and i go to de-stress i read a lot of mangas well i've actually started moving away from mangas into more manhwas and mm. think that just because they offer like the koreans have like their storylines are so diverse you're not getting the same regurgitated storyline with just a few elements changed up like I thoroughly enjoy reading manhwas because they're not the same tropes that I grew up watching, which is why I'm super excited that they're about to start animating solo leveling. Mm, that's a good mention. Uh, Cause um, I think the thing with manhwas is that because you get a nice color panel, anime guys and girls are able to transfer on onto that a bit easier than compared to manga. And that's one of my biggest issues. I was a, uh, I'm, a, I'm an anime guy. People know me to be an anime guy. And for me to go to back to manga, it's kind of hard because I've spoiled myself rotten with anime. But Manwa, since it's, you know, you got nice colored panels. I mean, I think a lot of anime guys and girls will have no issues jumping on solo leveling and those other stories and checking those out compared to going straight to manga. It could be kind of challenging based on the person. Um, but yeah, manhwas are definitely a thing, and, and I think um, the anime community has definitely taken an interest into the manhwas, hence you see a lot of it on YouTube now. People are covering soul leveling and different manhwas now a bit more than manga even. Um, so that's definitely a thing for the future. Um, now, with solo leveling, I still, I'm still reading it. Now, is that like a rumor that it's going to get animated or is that confirmed? I think it's been confirmed that it's going to get animated. Oh, wow. See, well, there you go. See, there's another problem there because once I hear something's going to get animated, I just, I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to wait till they animate. Same thing that happened to me with uh, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man got a nice trailer. 
uh i'm gonna watch that shit i mean i watched a little bit of the trailer of uh, the chapters but i'm just gonna wait and watch the series this is what i did the attack on titan and a lot of other series um did you check out chainsaw man and i but i think you mentioned it the other day but go ahead what, what do you have your thoughts on chainsaw man i've actually been uh i've started reading chainsaw man i'm uh about about it and i i guess it's one of those ones where you're gonna have to probably for me i'm gonna have to power through a couple chapters to get to like the meat and potatoes like you know how you have some of those animes that just start off relatively slow they set the plot line and everything like that i feel like chainsaw man is so it's gonna take me a minute to get through the chapters because it's like as i read i lose my determination to read but Mm. i'm like oh you gotta push through and surpass your limits quiana (laughs) so (laughs) right and um a good example of that would be i would say black clover you know um ashta at the beginning of black clover it is a bit annoying, but, you know, after a while, you know, he gets cool, gets some cool dialogue, and it's easier to watch Black Clover compared to, like, the first couple episodes. Same with, actually, Boruto. Boruto, at the very beginning, is a very slice of life, you know, just not taking things seriously. Then once you get, you know, deeper into the series and anime, then it's getting good. Like, right now, everyone's enjoying Boruto right now. <laughs> everyone's on the wave of Boruto right now, but this, this, this it has his reasons. Um, so you said that you were more anime and then you went to manga and also because, you know, uh, you got responsibilities now growing up, adult life, all that stuff, being a parent. Um, how was that transition moving from anime to manga? It wasn't bad. Um, I've already been into manga from the start, like literally. Okay. So I had a hidden cheat card in school. So, um, growing up. I didn't grow up like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't grow up the richest person, but I also, I wasn't like the poorest person. So like one of the things in my household we didn't have while, while I was growing up was internet. Mm. That I compromised was I was a teacher's pet, essentially. I used to get straight A's. And because I got straight A's, the teachers, I would always give them the BS excuse of, well, I want to go to the library and study. I want to go to the library and study. I want to go to the library and study. So they would leave, let, literally let me out of class. Like, um, uh, I think we had like eight classes a day and like five of those classes, I would literally be in the library. And what I would do was I would hop online at the library and I would read all the manga manuals I wanted. So then when I went home, I studied because I had nothing else to do. I literally used to just go home, read my history books, read my um, grammar books, and I studied at home. And then I took preparation and I already knew what we were going to learn because obviously back in my day, the teacher used to hand out a learning curriculum um, at the schools I went to in California. So they would tell you what you're going to learn. So I'm like, bet, since I'm at home, since I already read the manual mangas that I wanted to read, I'm just going to study ahead. So that way, when the teachers would give me tests or anything like that, they'd be like, well, here, Quiana, you have to take this test. And I'd be like, do, 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 100% A. They're like, there's no reason to hold you here. Like, I had one teacher that was trying to be like a smart ass, like it was a sub. And they were like, oh, well, you have to learn this information. And I'm like, I already know the information. And then she's like, well, why don't you teach the class? And then I taught the class and I got detention for teaching the class. But... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but I mean, she she told you to do it though. So I was saying, I was like, don't 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 play the fool's game with me, and I and I think that's probably why I got detention because I told her that I was like, 
are you serious? And I was like, because I can teach them. And there she's like, yeah. And it was funny because Man. it was history class. I remember it because I got a whooping when I got home. But um, it was a history class and we were learning about the Aztecs and Incas and the curse of Montezuma and all this other stuff. So I was like this, that, and the third. And they thought this, that, and the third, yada, yada, yada. I taught the whole class period. And the students actually were like, we want you to teach more than the sub that's here. So then she was like, I need you to stay after class. So I stayed after class and she walked into the principal's office and told him I was being a smart ass. And the teacher asked, the principal asked what happened. And I was like, she told me I couldn't go to the library and study. And I was like, I know the information. She said, if you know it, teach the class. So I taught the class. And so then my, I remember my grandmother coming up there to get me. And my grandma was like, what happened? And my grandma was like, well, you were played the fool lady. But then when I got home, I got my ass beat. And I was like, really? But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I that was like my my golden cheat card. I used to just get out. I used, And it was quicker for me to just read than to go and watch the anime. Because I'm like, I can consume more in 30 minutes reading than I could mm. watch episode so when i was in like middle school oh i stayed in the library i was i was like the golden child in my high in my middle school and in okay. my high school. i did it all the way into high school too that's that's a good point though that um for some people they can consume whatever, whatever you could consume faster is probably the best way to go you know some people can consume anime faster some can do manga faster uh whatever one you know based on a case-by-case basis just go with that and you know that's best the way to go um, so that does make a lot of sense. Um, so when it comes to what you're, what are you currently watching right now when it comes to anime? I am watching Pretty Boy Detective to your eternity. The Saint's magical power is omnipotent. I'm about to start watching Tokyo Ravengers. I just w- wanted to wait until like more of that came out. Cause I felt like that was something I was going to binge watch. Mm. Um, definitely still need to watch records of Ragnarok and... I think that's it. Like, that's it for the new anime that's come out that I need to watch, so. Okay, yes. Ragnar Ragnarok came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, Netflix. It was a great series, uh, but, you know, a lot of people from the manga side did say that the panels, when it comes to uh, translating to the anime, they did not do, put enough effort in for uh, those panels from the manga. Apparently, the manga is still better than the anime. Uh, but luckily for me, I, like I said, anime guy, I came from an anime uh, front end first, and I was able to enjoy it. Uh, you did mention Tokyo Revengers. I need to watch that as well. I've heard some good things about it. I, I thought a little bit, you know, when I first heard of the series, a lot, okay, people about to overhype the series, but it seems like there's a decent amount of fan base uh, for that series. And I think that's another point too, is that at least nowadays, uh, seasonal anime is definitely the thing now. Before it wasn't. Before it was just, you had your, your Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball, but now, you know, there's these other little, like I said, these other series, seasonal series that, you know, will we'll get a decent amount of a fan base, which was basically Attack on Titan. I mean, Attack on Titan was the seasonal anime when it first started out. And look what happened now. You know, that that created a huge amount of community to the uh, anime manga uh, group. Uh, what else are you watching? Are you watching One Piece? Because you mentioned, I know you said you mentioned, you asked me if I watched the recent episode of One Piece. Did you? Are you up to watching One Piece? I am watching One Piece. One Piece is one of those shows, like, because my husband travels a lot and we mm-hmm. tend to him, that's one of the animes that we put on when we hit the road. So, like, we have to drive eight hours somewhere. Mm-hmm. We watch, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Have yeah. Like, have, like, a... Um, it's not a dashboard cam. It's a, um... It's a holder for your car where, like, you can put your phone and stuff in. So we set it up. 
put it up onto the um, Bluetooth and we're hitting the road and we're driving and we usually try to watch. Now, see, I have, I usually drive when he puts that on because uh-huh. I've watched so much anime. I can pick up on kind of like the phrases and stuff. So I don't necessarily need to be reading for the subtitles because we surpassed the English trans, um, English dub. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I can kind of drive and pick up on what's going on. And then like, I can glance, you know, unlock the shotting gun and read the subtitles real quick. My husband. (laughs) So, but um, One Piece is definitely one of those ones that we're watching. And speaking of which, before we switch subject, Tokyo Ravengers actually has their live action. And I want to say, like, I feel like Tokyo Ravengers live action, whoever did the character lineup and, and picking the people, I want to kiss their fucking feet because they hit those characters so fucking spot on. It is ridiculous. Now, for Tokyo, what did the movie already come out, or is this the this releasing of the, it, the cast? It, it released the trailer and the cast. And when I say like literally, you can't tell the difference between animation and it being real life. It is, it is like it's it's everything. Like if it's literally as if they took it and then they put it in the real world. And I was like, that's what I want to see when you go and you do a fucking live action. Yeah. Okay. So. With Tokyo Revengers, I think the converting that to uh, live action won't be that bad because, well, I haven't watched the series, but based on what I've seen, um, it's not too supernatural, too sci-fi. I know there's like a little bit of time travel, though, but it's not like you're shooting energy beams or anything like that. So that should have no problem. Just like the recent uh, Roni Kenshin Final Cut movie it was really a well-done movie, awesome action. You know, this is Samurai. So certain things from anime, I think, or manga can be converted to live action. Obviously, some can't. Yes, um, and once again, I'm going to make fun of the Death Note live action. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I do not like that we had this actor, man, who was L, and he's black. Meanwhile, the main character in the manga anime was a white guy with blue hair. I mean, this didn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, then we had live action Full Metal Alchemist. Never watched that. I didn't want to poison my eyes. Um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. We all know, like, we, you know, an, anime guys never talk. We don't mention that movie. That's like, uh, <laughs> that's like a, that's like a almond right there. We don't mention that's bad luck. Uh, then we have uh, the Bleach movie, which I heard was good, but I didn't watch it. I didn't, I just didn't care for it. Um, I didn't care for watch a live action Bleach movie. I don't think we really needed that. Um, oh. And that I don't know if you heard about this. There is a live action Cowboy Bebop show and a Yu Hawk show show coming to Netflix soon. And I don't know when, maybe next year, but that's definitely coming. And I'm kind of concerned about that, especially with uh Yu Hawk show. I don't know how they're gonna do that. Um, but we'll see. Oh yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean. Um <sighs> Some of these live actions, I just be like, who's doing them? The whole thing with the Death Note, I feel like people take, um, and I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to get into this about like anime and stuff, but the inclusivity sometimes can be poisonous. Like I get that we want more black representation with characters, but my thing is kind of like if that character was never meant to be black, don't make them black. Right. That's that's just simple. This is common sense, you know. I mean, if Cyclops is white, then just make them white. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Yep, and I'm like, sometimes you you fail to realize it, but that person's like, if 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 their blackness mattered, if they would be black, 
I'm just kind of like, don't don't switch it up. Don't do anything. If anything, if you want to be more inclusive, do like do like um, Soul Eater and Fire Force. Just make black characters, but don't try to go and switch people out because that was just I like. Don't get me wrong. I love I, I love Kenneth Lake and Heath as an actor, but he should have never took that role. Right. I mean. <laughs> I mean, and he did, he did, uh, I'll give him credit for Yasuke, uh, the samurai, black samurai anime that came out. Although, um, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Like yeah. Uh, I'd actually co-sign it. It was a bit underwhelming. I'll say that. And th the thing is that that anime had a lot of, um, things that would make a great series. You know, we had good, uh, soundtrack. Soundtrack was great for Yasuke. He had a great ending, uh, intro, uh, whatever song. You got some decent animation but it's like it just felt like it was a snooze fest and um well, it's quite disappointing it's because like the thing that i didn't like about yasuke was the fact that yeah it, it if they would have made it more like and i hate to be this person but if they would have made it more like shamurai shampoo it would have been a bigger hit but the problem with yasuke was it was perfectly fine for you to have witches and warlocks it was perfectly fine for you to see a cyborg and aliens but a nigga with the black skin, you, you, you draw the line. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right. I was like, he should have. And that's why I was like, come on, Kenneth. Like, you should have stepped in. Like, come on. I would have preferred it been something where, you know, Yasuke goes, he's different. I get it. And then it's like, he starts training and they're like, he has a natural talent for it. And he just has enemies that are trying to put him down instead of like, you got some fucking missing princess with the fucking cyborgs. And I'm just like, come on now. Yeah, I felt like I was watching X-Men. Like, this was a Phoenix uh, kind of bootleg where, you know, the, the chick has powers and is out of control type uh, setting. And, you know, what was the point of, like I said, what was the point of all of these cyborgs and all this different stuff? Just make it a, a, a basic samurai series. You just make it martial arts and people fighting with swords. I mean, Roni Kenshin, Samurai Champloo, Afro the Samurai, there you go. So I don't know why they had to go so over the top with it. Um, I don't know, but I don't know if there will be a season two, but most likely there will be. But um, I mean, it's just ruined, you know, a, a, a lot of potential there, but you know, it, it is what it is with Yasuke. All right. So um, my another question for you was, um, are you, would you consider yourself a cosplayer? I would absolutely, in the sense, yes, I am a hardcore cosplayer. Okay, so how'd you get into cosplay? I got into cosplaying actually rather young. Um, one of the few conventions that I went to was in Texas, and I actually went with my school because we act. Um, when I was younger in my school, we put together an Asian culture club. Oh wow, nice! And uh, yeah, shout out to Texas. I'm in. I'm here in Texas actually, so shout out to uh, my Texans out here, man. Um, there's a lot of, uh, anime conventions here, but I haven't been to any yet because, uh, uh, you know, with the zombie war. So once everything opens up, I'll definitely be, uh, checking them out. Um, so what are your thoughts on the cosplay community? Um, I love the cosplay community. Um, personally, I've never had any attacks come to me. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing more than likely because I'm not bigger, but I have seen where some of my friends who are avid cosplayers who have way bigger platforms than me, I do see where they come under scrutiny, but I, that's just to be expected. Um, I take everything kind of like with a grain of salt because I'm like, hey, if they're hating on it, that means I've done something good. So mm -hmm. Now, 
because you're a millennial like me, I feel like nowadays being able to having the ability to monetize is becoming is with ease, even with uh, pop culture, anime, uh, manga, the superhero stuff, Marvel, like people, I think people are coming into these uh, fandoms. Be some of them low key are becoming into these fandoms because they can monetize. So I feel like there's uh, there might be some new people coming into the cosplay community because oh well. I look good and I can monetize myself. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are doing that. I'm not sure how, uh, are, are, if people are able to kind of scan the fakes and versus the real person, like the real, uh, cosplayers that were doing it when they were just younger, because they just, you know, they were had fun doing it. And now maybe they are able to monetize versus people that are coming into it right on the front end. Oh, I'm about to get this, uh, this bag. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I get it. And it's one of those things where, um, as a woman, it's hard. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna speak from a woman's perspective because I am. A, I am a woman. Mm -hmm. So it's a double-edged sword. For the simple fact being that I get questioned a lot of how real my love for anime is, mm. and it's. But at the same time, I try not to knock it. The women that do it because this could just be their entryway into actually liking anime because let's let's be realistic for you to do these cosplays for women who are pretty who decide to just get in it to monetize at some point they're gonna have to start watching anime mm. to keep up with the popular characters to keep up with the ones that the men like to keep up with the with the costumes and how they're supposed to act and how they're how they're supposed to pose and some of those women, because I do know one that got into it because she is pretty. She, one of my friends is actually very, very pretty. Was not into anime. She saw a point to capitalize off of. But then as she did it, it turned into, okay, I really like anime. Okay, this is something I thought was weird because my friends were doing it. But no, this is actually something that's pretty dope. So I try not to be too critical mm -hmm. on women like that because I'm like, the reality is, it may start off as something like a joke or something that they could monetize and then come to find out they find those few shows that they're like okay you know what i i, I can roll with this i can fuck with this and then it gets them on board because like let's be honest not everybody who watches an anime likes the same exact show right everybody has their fan bases everybody has their niches like me i watch anime but my favorites are slice and slice of life mm -hmm. most most people don't like slice of life animes Correct, correct. And but that's something that I like. Mm -hmm. Just like you have people. But it's it's one of those type of things. So I try not to discriminate on people on how they get into anime. And that's, a, that's something I often fought with. Like, uh, It's mostly men. I will have to say that. It's mostly men that I fight when it comes to people getting mad at girls watching anime. Because like, they'll be like, she's only watched just this. And I'm like, okay. So why not put her onto more then? If she's only watched this and she's taken the time to sit down and consistently watch this and watch the episodes and binge it, why would you shame her for that instead of just saying, hey, you start now, here's some other ones. Right, and just to be fair, um, I'm sure there's also some dudes that jumped into the cosplay stuff too and said, hey man, I'm about to get this bag though. And then maybe they ended up liking anime that way. So, you know, cosplay is a potential uh, gateway into the fandom, which is no problem. That's 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 cool on both sides, whether you're uh, male or female, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, it, it's, it's, obviously, it's obvious that the monetization has increased insanely. Like, you know, don't forget streamers, uh, you know, yeah. 
going to events, uh, uh, photo shoots, all types of stuff. Um, it has really increased for the better though. All, you know, this was um, a cause and effect, of course, because the fandoms is more casual, it's more popular. So these things were gonna happen eventually, right? It's just funny seeing, mm. look, looking at this from, you know, back in the nineties, um, because, you know, but, but, you know, we're just little kids, you know, dressing up and stuff till now, you know, for Halloween or something. Now it's just totally something that's just exploded. I mean, uh, conventions are really yeah. big, big things nowadays, you know? Yeah. And you even have people who are going out instead of buying Halloween costumes, they're buying cosplays because of cancel culture. So I'm like, you can't get mad at me for cosplaying a, a character versus me cosplaying something that you can try to label as over-sexualized or racist. Right, right, right. And you made you made another good point that um, you know some anime fans just like like there might be an anime fan that just likes watching Naruto, or there might be you know someone who just has been watching One Piece for decades and hey they're they're an anime fan. Maybe they just like One Piece, and you're like oh you know of course people who have seen a lot of series will judge it all. Oh, you only seen One Piece though, man. You a lame or whatever. But it's like you know, whatever. If, if that if you want to be a fan of One Piece and that's all you want to watch ever whatever you know i don't i'm not gonna take the time to to force you to watch other shows i mean i might say hey maybe you should check out uh demon slaver maybe you should check out world trigger or jujutsu kaiser villain saga but hey if you're not interested i'm not gonna really you know cry about it you know i think but maybe this is because you know i'm more mature now maybe if i was a teen maybe i'm i might have been a bit more crazy at all really f you or whatever you know right but now i'm just more chill chilled out so it's not really like a, a huge importance to to push a series on to people anymore like it used to be oh yeah oh yeah and i think that comes with age and like you said maturity but let's not forget that you have a lot of people who are still very immature in anime and it's it's about being an adult and weeding through that because like don't get me wrong like i follow some gamer chicks and stuff on like twitch and stuff like that I try to support the ones that I can actually see are like truly, truly into it. But I can't get mad at the women that are capitalizing off of it who really don't care about it because at the end of the day, it's the men that are paying them to do that. So I'm like, if you, you complain about it, but you're still giving your money to the problem. So I'm like, you can't, you can't get mad when you're feeding into the system. Mm -hmm. um, would, is there any like advice you would say for people that want to get into cosplay maybe things to look out for whether they be dudes or females or anything like that so when i've gone to a con i've never had really any type of weirdos come up to me like don't get me wrong um being a black woman of course certain outfits that i put on are going to accentuate certain curves and things like that but i would guess that's for any woman so you're going to get those people that look at your butt it's not that big of a deal but <laughs> what i do want to say is for my black cosplayers specifically do not sweat the fact that the person that you're cosplaying is not black and do not think that people are not going to realize what character you're cosplaying because they're black like when you go to certain conventions um shout out to gamma ray she's one of my friends she does a cosplaying panel at a lot of major cons like she does them at blurtish she does them at awa she's even done them for like san diego con and things i believe mm -hmm. but one of the things that she talks about being a black cosplayer and it is a fear that is shared amongst a lot of black cosplayers is the fact that they're kind of like can i get away with cosplaying this person and will people know who i am even though i'm black and i'm like yes people will know 
who you are even though you're black like come on characters have very anime characters have very iconic designs unless you're going to something crazy simple majority of people will know who you are and two if someone comes to you and asks you who's your character and you know clearly well who everybody knows right. don't sweat but like that because i've had that happen where i went as a female tanjiro and i had um dreads in my hair at mm. the time so I pulled my hair, my dreads back into a bun, but my hair color and stuff was still reminiscent of Tanjiro. I put the scar on, I had the Hattori, I had the Demon Slayer outfit. And someone came up to me and was like, who are you supposed to be? But then when the white girl walked up in the same cosplay, he's like, oh, it's Tanjiro. I'm like, you you know who I'm supposed to be. <laughs> shame, shame, you shame, man. Yeah, you learn to ignore people like that and just be like, whatever. Especially in 2021, I mean, like I said, it's it's global. Anime's global. It's not just, uh, it, I mean, talk about U.S. It's not just, it's all countries. Everyone's into uh, these different uh, series and fandoms and series. So it's global. Oh, yeah. So. And I, and I want to put this out there, too. If you're Black, please take advantage of it. Please do not, do not think that because you're Black, you can't take advantage of anime. And that's some of the critiques that I have gotten being a black anime store owner is they're like, well, why are you trying to do something Asian? And whenever they throw that out, I ask them straight up. Why are Asian people selling black people products? Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, that's that's also a good thing, too, because, um, you know, that's what made you kind of stick out, because I don't know a lot of anime store owners at all. And uh, you happen to be um, one who's not <laughs> Asian. Uh, I guess I guess I don't this I don't know why they assume that you have to be Asian to have an anime store or a pop culture store or anything. I mean, you could be whatever color. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, that's weird. Uh, what, what other what are what are what other weird comments have you gotten about your uh, anime store? Um, I've been asked myself if I'm mixed with Asian or um, anything <laughs> like that to to be able to operate my store, and I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, some people ask me, well, why did I do something weird? And I'm like, it's not really weird. I just found a niche and I filled it. And I've gotten into this conversation with a couple of different other people about black people and owning businesses. When it comes to us owning businesses, we have to break out the stereotypical molds. Cause just right. like I said in Bernard Riley's show, what are the three things that black people tend to invest in business wise, hair, clothing, and food. Right. I was like, Outside of that, you really don't have any other black businesses. And I'm like, if you see a niche that needs to be filled, for example, bicycling has skyrocketed since COVID. Yeah. I don't expect for it to be a permanent thing. But my thing is like, even with my anime store, I always talk about springboards. If you see a niche and you can ride that niche and get the most out of it, why not use that to springboard into other avenues of income? Right. So like I told my husband, I was like, I wish we would have been able to open up a bicycle store during COVID along with the anime store. For the simple fact being, bicycle sales soared. We would have opened up for a short period of time, made all the money, made all the revenue, and took that and invested it into something else. Right. And even and and it could have been a permanent thing. Who knows? But as black people, we need to get out of this idea, idea that, hey, you're black, so you need to do black things. If it's not black, you don't need to open a business in it. I'm like, no, you you get in where you can get in, which means if you notice that there's a niche and there's me for a spa, 
open up a spa and advertise it. No, because my thing is this, like, yeah, I target black people, but uh-huh. the reality is I target mostly white people when it comes to my business. Here's something that's kind of ir- ironic. Uh, I've been told before, because it's, it's more funny because I'm African, but I've been told by Hello? other blacks that, hey, you like in comic books and Marvel and this and that, you like too much white stuff. I was like, all righty, so, okay. And I'm supposed to like what? Like, what am I supposed to like? Like, you're not in control of that. I can like whatever I want, you know? Who I don't care who made it, anime, whatever, American stuff, whatever. I've been told that before. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. And I, and I hate that Black people have that type of rhetoric about themselves. Right. It's, uh, I don't know. It's weird. All right. So my next question, uh, what are your thoughts on My Hero Academia as a, uh, a series? My Hero Academia, it's okay. The buildup is slow. I get why. Um, I wish that they would kind of just speed it up a bit, but I know that in a minute, My Hero Academia ain't really going to be for kids. <laughs> right. Okay. So- this is what I've been hearing. Okay. No, I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, I'm on the anime side, but I, but the, Shout out to the manga uh, people. They've been telling me that it's about to go down on My Hero Academia. I've been waiting, but the anime, I mean, they've been slowing us down, dragging it out for us on season five, but I've been hearing some good things coming. So I'm just trying to be patient. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's about to turn from an anime to parents. Cause like working in an anime store, I get that a lot. I get a lot of parents that are like, we don't know what to allow our children to watch. Yada, yada, this, yada, yada, that. So I'm like, um, pretty soon it's gonna become an anime that's not for kids. Mm. Mm. So what what do you say is your uh, your favorite characters in the show? My favorite character, I'm gonna be honest, is Gang Orca. Gang Orca. Okay, so there's a lot of characters in the show. What is what is the per- what does that one look like? There's a lot of them. I'm sorry. Guys. So Gang Orca <laughs> is literally the dude who's like a killer whale in a white pimp suit, and he has oh, his. Oh, okay, him. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's funny. What are your thoughts on uh, like uh, our main, I guess our main characters like Deku, Bakugo, Shoto, um, uh, Deku's basically class. What do you think about them? Um, So for Deku and them, uh, Deku, um, they're all basic to me. I'm just gonna put it like that. They're all basic (laughs) and they're the same regurgitated anime tropes. That's the best that I can give them. Like to me, I've never been a main character person anyway because they're all written the same. So I can't, I just don't like them like that. I'll, I'll be honest, Deku, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen him before. I'm not too impressed by Deku. Um, if anything, Shoto, and it's, I like Shoto out of the three. Bakugo's cool too, but Deku has this, I mean, I like his powers and stuff. His power, his power set is awesome That I, so far that I've seen in anime, but yeah, as a character, I'm like, okay, all right. Um, so that's my thing. So I remember one of your first videos, I think you did, was it, um, what's your thoughts on Dragon Ball Z? And then the second question would be, what your, what's your thoughts on the Dragon Ball series overall? Okay, I have not been shy about this. <laughs> I do not like the Dragon Ball Z series anymore. I've hated it for a while now. Okay, anymore? Like, so you, you initially liked it? What made you hate it? The character development stopped. Oh, okay. So are you are you talking about from Dragon Ball Z to Dragon Ball Z Super? Or are you just talking about Dragon Ball Z overall? Dragon Ball Z, for me, I loved the Z fighters 
mm-hmm. all the way up until GT, until they took out GT. After that, I did not like Dragon Ball. Character development stopped for everybody, and there's no real storyline to Dragon Ball Z when you really break it down and look at it. <laughs> there's no storyline. Oh, it's just over and over and over again, and that's one of the main reasons why I just can't get with it. Hey man, she she looking for the smoke though. So hey, all you Dragon Ball Z heads, you heard what she says. <laughs> she heard what she said. Okay, so um, and maybe for me it could be because of the timing when I watched Dragon Ball Z once again, '90s from Toonami, Toonami days. Uh, coming back from school, watching uh, Goku go Super Saiyan, like that was an epic time for me. And, I mean, Dragon Ball Z was basically my childhood. So it, maybe my thoughts on Dragon Ball Z would have been different if I was. You know 2021 just watching dragon ball all all through all the series it would have been definitely different but for me it is one of my top series just because of the timing of when i watched it right so that's my thing i understand it's not the perfect show it's definitely not i think actually none of these shows are perfect uh it does have its flaws but its pros are really i feel like it has more pros and cons that's what i'll say about dragon ball z uh it's just a lot of nostalgic like once again because of the time i watched it a lot of this Talk about influence. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is extremely a impactful, influential series when it comes to shonen, though. Um, just like your One Piece, um, like we all know, like the charging, the R's, the energy beams. Um, you, I mean, it all comes from Dragon Ball Z to me. So uh, that's my thoughts on um, Dragon Ball Z. But if you had to pick uh, at least a a character that you liked in Dragon Ball Z, what character would that be? If I had to pick a character, number one off the bat would probably be Piccolo. After that, Tien. Damn, Tien? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I haven't heard that one before. Okay, Tien. Okay, yeah, Piccolo's dope. Although, Piccolo would be taking L's and stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think I always make fun of Piccolo because I thought, originally, I thought he was a black actor. Like, I thought he was a black voice actor. And then when I found out he was white, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, he's white. Well, it's all that goes further into racial coding when it comes to a character and how they're perceived like the reality like with a lot of animes they won't make black people that's when you get people who are racially coded to be black take for example um the gentleman from jujitsu kaisen uh what is his name the one that's like my best friend friendo he's coded to be a black person even Mm -hmm. though he may not physically be one so that's a whole different conversation mm. got you um my next question for you is um i noticed that you uh have a tendency to wear cat ears <laughs> now about your cat ear thing is this like is this for the cosplay or because i've seen other chicks wear cat ears before but i don't know if that like a community or what where did cat ears come from where did that originate because i don't remember this seeing that in the 90s or even college but so when did that come from i have no idea what it is the ears that i actually have are um i don't want to call them not they're they're basically ears that can be swapped out for cat wolf fox ears they just all have a very similar design Mm -hmm. um i got those ones specifically so that way i can interchange them out with different characters if that makes sense so um but I want to say that like cat ears and stuff came out. Cats, cat girls were always popular in Japan. The Nico maids and the Nikoramas and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I don't know where it started. I just know that I have them specifically because there are a lot of female characters that that are representative of cats or foxes or wolves and things like that. So like the pictures that you probably saw me in, that was when I first got them Mm -hmm. and I was like playing around with them. And I think I had red hair on because I just finished like a Starfire cosplay because I competed in um, one of the conventions. Mm-hmm. I competed in one of the conventions. And so I did a Starfire cosplay. So because I still had on that wig, I was like, well, let me just do a Vixen type of cosplay with the ears and things like that playing around. Because you try to, as a cosplayer, you do try to stretch your cosplays as much as possible. So like mm-hmm. a lot of the character items that I get, I try to get items that I can interchange out with other characters. So like my wigs or things that I may buy, I get them in a certain way so that way I can style them differently to fit different characters. So that mm-hmm. way I'm not constantly spending money just for each and every individual character, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I understand that. Um, okay, so what are some animes that you hate that most people like, and you can you could go ahead and call shots. Uh, you could ask for the smoke. You, whatever series you think that you you hate, you just you're like, ah, oh, this shit's shitty. Like, just go ahead and drop them. All right. First off is Dragon Ball Z. I want all the smoke. All you all you Goku dick riders need to stop. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. XD, I don't, I don't like High School DXD. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I don't like High School DXD. Um, there's one character in particular that I don't like. I'm not going to say her. I'm not, I don't, it's Reese Grimmery. I, I don't know what the infatuation with men when it comes to hentai and Reese Grimmery is, hmm. but I just don't like it. I don't like her. I can never get into her character trope and all this other stuff. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Um, reality wise, that's really it. Other than, um, who's another bad fan base? I'm not going to say that I don't like Naruto. I like Naruto, but it's the fans. Like, My Hero. I like My Hero, but it's the fan base that that throws me. Okay. Um, you know what? Sh- shout out to the My Hero fans, because so far, they don't give me any smoke. Uh, so, I guess I'm in peace with them. You know, obviously, I haven't, you know, s- s- uh, caused any wars with them. Uh, Boruto, <laughs> it depends on the episode. Like, last, last uh, Sunday's episode, no one gave me smoke uh, when I did my reaction. <laughs> but last week, you know, dudes came at me. I was like, yo, <laughs> chill, man. We on the same team, though. <laughs> like, we on the same team. But uh, I don't really hate any series. But I will say something about High School of the Dead. When I watched it, what I think it was like, what, like maybe 2019? It, it was cool, but I just, I just, I really don't understand the hype about that show. Like, I, I, every time yeah. I would hear about it, I'm like, ah, oh, it, it's the best thing alive. I'm like, okay. It wasn't bad, though. I'm not saying it sucks, but I'm like, after I watched it, it I'm like, okay, all right, it was cool. I, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Like, for me, I think for the, for, for, I think for High School of the Dead, the thing that boosted it up was the fan service. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was the fan service. That's what did it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, okay. Uh, so what are some uh, characters that you hate that most people like? I know you already mentioned, like, Goku. Uh, what are some other ones that you, you just can't stand? I really don't have any characters that I hate. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't... Goku's not the problem. I think it's the fans. Okay. So I really don't characters. I take that back. The bitch from Shield Hero. 
I hate her. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't even I, I didn't even see this, the show yet, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remembered her face, and I was like, "Up, oh, no." I her. I think her name is like mine. Oh, oh, that bitch. Damn. Um, her name to memory. If she, uh, I, I, I remember there was a PSA, and people were like, "If you cosplay this bitch, whoa, we are not responsible if somebody decides to just whoop your ass." Whoa. Like that's how. Like she was one of those characters that you hear about in like the Manosphere, where she lies, she manipulated, she put a false rape charge, like. The bitch, the bitch needs to be stomped. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't like her. I don't like her. Um, like, I, I, t- I take that back. There are characters I don't like. Um, what is her name? The little girl. I'm um the little girl from Full Metal Alchemist. Her daddy that fused her dog, her and her dog together. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't remember that character, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, him. He he can get the smoke too. He need his ass beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an asshole thing to do. Yeah, I agree on that one. I totally. So agree like, that. it's like characters, characters like that get to me. Griffith, Griffith could get all the smoke. I, are you sure you want to give him smoke? Because he might do some weird shit. He might do some weird shit no. to you. <laughs> Griffith, if I saw Griffith in real life, Griffith would not realize he was an enemy. He wouldn't have time to react because I would snatch him by the top of his head before he could react. The only person that would be able to stop me is Gus. Other than that, he may be good with a sword, but he ain't great with hands, and that's where I'm gonna get him. <laughs> the way the way the way Griffiths in real life, man, I don't know. Like he'd be the type of dude who'll be wearing gloves for no damn reason. It'd be hot as hell outside, but he'll have like some gloves yeah. on and shit. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 need his ass beat. He's he's another one. But people like that typically tend to get to me. I, I hear you on that. I hear you. All right. Um, can you? How about for people who maybe uh, they're interested in going to anime uh, conventions and maybe it's their first time? You could you maybe suggest any good tips for guys or girls even who want to check those conventions out? What should they give them? Like a couple, like basically beginner advice for going to cons right. and conventions. So beginner's advice: look at where your con is and who's going make sure if the con says that it starts at let's say your con starts at 11 you need to be there by you need to be there by 10 o'clock at the latest you want to be one of the first people online especially not online you want to be one of the first people there especially if you're going to a major major con because you never know if they may do um exclusive bags Mm. for like the first one to 200 guests um, when you go, especially if you're going as a cosplayer, you want to dress light. You want to dress light. You don't want to do any heavy, heavy cosplays unless you're competing in competitions. For the simple fact being, when you get there, it may not be that bad, but as bodies get together, heat starts to congregate. It get hot real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that you have the appropriate, if you're a woman and you're wearing makeup, appropriate touch-up items such as um, makeup wipes, blotting pads, eyeliner, your eyeshadow, whatever you put on your face that day, you need to ensure that you have in a small kit bag for touch-ups. Same goes for men. If you have any type of prosthetics or you do any type of type of makeup, you need to make sure that you bring that with you because you will sweat it off. Um, light, light cosplays if you're going to cosplay or cosplays that you can derobe and walk around normal and put back on. Um. 
If you're going to go with any type of weapons, I would suggest foam because they're lighter to carry and you're not going to have to deal with that. Um, if you're going there as a first time person, if you know you spend money, invest in a wagon. They're at Walmart. They're the wet They're the red wagons that you typically tend to see people bring with their kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this: if you can, if you, if you don't want to spend money on food, you will want to go with someone who's going with a child. But the simple fact being, y'all can put y'all snacks and stuff because at a lot of conventions, my my son is my saving grace. But the simple fact being, when we go, we pack food for my son. Most conventions are like, you can't bring sodas, you can't bring food outside food. But if they see you have a child, they're not gonna make you throw your snacks away for a child. But if you're an adult, they're gonna be like, yeah, no, you can't bring food in here. You can put it out in your car. But with our son, we have our son in our in our wagon. And so when we go in, they check our bags. They're like, you have Caprice Sun's waters and small snacks. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's for the baby. You really gonna make me throw the baby snacks away? And most people are like, we ain't gonna make you throw your baby snacks away. Okay. And that's how you get away with that. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, too, the reason why we have the wagon is because there's usually no chairs. There's no place for you to sit. There's no place for you to do anything. The wagon that I have folds out. So I can, and it supports almost 250 pounds worth of weight. So I can sit on it. My husband can sit on it. It straps down and turns into a seat. So we have a place to sit down. We have a place to rest. In addition, the wagon comes in handy for when we go shopping and we get certain items. We can just put them in the wagon with my son, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, those are for more experienced con goer, con goers. Um, oh, what you want to hydrate? You want to stay hydrated? You want to know where the bathrooms and stuff are? If you bring weapons, you want to bring light prop weapons, um, light cosplays. Unless you're competing in a competition. So like for me, like if I compete in a cosplay competition and I have like some heavy, heavy armor, I'm not putting it on until I go on like 30 minutes before I go on stage. Because that allows me to make my rounds in that outfit and garner the attention of people. Because when you go to conventions and stuff, people will mark your mark your tally sheets and stuff for your scorecards, but it's also based off of the crowd's reaction to when you go up on stage. So typically what I do, if I'm doing something heavy, so like one of the armors that I'm I'm, I'm slowly in the process of making right now mm. is for those of you who play Monster Hunter, the Oma Dogs armor, the red dog, mm. I'm making that armor set and I'm doing the full thing and I want my mask and everything to light up and glow red. So I'm trying to figure out how to do, I may have my husband do it just because he's a product engineer and it's probably easy for him because he has like a soldering kit and stuff Mm -hmm. to make it. But I want to make my mask like leak, like vapor, like the fog vapor and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like I'm blowing like heavy steam out. Wow. But um, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing, I'm looking into looking into which LED lights I need to run through my armor set so when I'm on stage I can actually make it light up and glow like red so because like I know when the dog gets mad he goes into like this Argo form where he turns bright red he starts to get like these red glowy veins so I want to incorporate that into my armor but um with things like that if you're going to wear heavy heavy pieces do put them on like 30 maybe 45 minutes before the um cosplay competitions and walk around so people can see you because that that showmanship is going to garner you more points on stage before you actually go on stage so 
Okay. It's it's actually a lot. There's um a guidebook I believe that you can look up, mm-hmm. and it's like con. It's like easy tip for first goers, first con goers. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, that's the game. So for people who um are interested in going to cons, which I think you should. Like I said, it's a casual thing now. I don't think it's it's not like a sacred thing. No, I think it's a bit extremely casual now. I mean, anyone can go. Um, they're all over the the, the country, so. Um, Definitely, yes, uh, it is, and 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 trust me, I'm giving advice for major cons. I'm talking about cons that usually last three to four days. That's the cons that I'm giving advice for. If you're going to a con that's like a local con, and it only happens like on the weekend, that's you you, you can get away with less. But for the major cons, I'm talking about like major cons where you're going to major cities like Atlanta, um, Charleston. Houston, those cons, you're going to need to come early, early, early in the morning to get in. You're going to need to be there. Even if it's something where, because I know, like, for example, we wanted to go to BlurredCon. Unfortunately, that won't be happening this year. But BlurredCon, the hotel is right above the convention. So people usually book up the hotel right there on top of the convention for the simple fact being you ain't got to walk nowhere. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is people will go down and they're while their friends are getting dressed up in their cosplays they'll have a regular person down in pajamas standing in line mm-hmm. waiting for their friends and then when their friends come down they'll swap out and go throw on their cosplay and then come down hmm. so hey that's the game that's the game uh so my next question for you was what are your future plans for your anime store um future plans are pretty basic open up a second one <laughs> uh have y'all because uh what what um if you're gonna if you were to uh build a second one what what uh state would that be or do you mm-hmm. you have a preference so we're deciding right now mm-hmm. we're stuck between houston and atlanta Ooh, ooh, those are good those are good those are mm-hmm. definitely good ones picks though either way i mean you could probably do extremely well on yeah so we've been to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We looked at the malls there because we do know we want to be in malls. Right. Um, we looked at the malls and stuff there. The next one is Houston. We're probably gonna go to Houston during Afro Soca, which is what we did last time for Atlanta. We went to Afro Soca and while we were out there at Afro Soca, we actually walked around and explored the city and looked at different avenues and venues and different things like that while also being down there to have fun. So when Afrosoka hits Houston again, we're probably going to head to Afrosoka for Houston and look down there, check out their malls. I kind of know Houston a bit, but it's been a minute since I've been there. I went to San Antonio mm-hmm. for my military service. So I'm kind of more wanting to put it closer to San Antonio or in San Antonio because I know that there will always be a constant flux of new people. Right. If that makes sense, because you have the military bases there right. and you have a joint bases where you can hit army, Navy, coast guard, air force, Marines, and they all tend to hit the boardwalk up. So I'm kind of like wanting to invest and put it in a boardwalk, but I know if we put it in a boardwalk, it's going to be dumb, expensive rent. So it's one of those type of situations where will it, will it pay for itself being there? Because you're going to have people who like anime. You're going to have military members who like anime. So are they going to shop there enough to cover the cost of the rent 
in addition to the local people who are there anyway who will more than likely like anime but then when i think about it more of the cons and stuff tend to happen in houston so i'm like do i just need to go ahead and just hit houston and put it up in the houston mall there since you already have conventions and shit that happened there so right Te texas is a hot spot i mean either way you go um people will just you know they'll even travel to to see your store or whatever if they if they're in uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. So yeah, I know for sure Texas, that, that'd be on point. Um, oh but, yeah. But my, um, I guess my final question for you is um, how has the anime community or manga community treated you um, back when you were, let's say, like I said, 90s versus now 2021? Uh, and has that changed at all, ever at all or anything? Um, I, I really didn't have any problems growing up watching anime. Um, I think I think it's probably because I conducted myself a bit differently than the people who were head over heels for anime. Like we all know the kids that were Naruto running in the class and in the hallways, right? Right. That wasn't that wasn't me. I was more or less. I watched it. Great people who liked it. We could conversate about it. Great, but I wasn't the one kind of just doing the most when it came to it. Um, I learned from a very early age within my family they taught me that there's a time and place for everything and it's about being able to distinguish when that time and place is if that makes sense so even though i watched anime i never got the backlash that certain kids in my school got for watching anime because i even then i remember like some of them used to be like why can't y'all be like cute like she watched anime and she don't act nothing like y'all like that's what they used to tell the kids hmm. and i'm like you can't compare me to other people. They're going to want to express themselves the way they express themselves. So I really didn't have any problems when it came to liking anime. Like, don't get me wrong. I was I was the girl who had Shishomaru on the front of her binder. I On my <laughs> um, DS, I had anime stickers and stuff like that. But it wasn't anything like... I'm in the I'm in the classroom with the headband on doing Naruto hand signs. Right. Like I wasn't that type of person. I was very much like if you saw it, yeah, you knew I watched anime. Like on my backpack, I had a, like a clip-on plushie for an anime character. But that's about the most that I did. But I wasn't the one walking down the hallway, like giving out anime quotes and yelling like "Believe it!" So right, right. <laughs> I always I was always accepted. So I never, I never had anything like that. All right, all right, cool. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on a nerd pill and doing our one on one. I know we've had time conflicts and stuff like that, and we had audio issues, but everything worked out. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? Uh oh. So the Yokai Den has set up. We have gotten our official website going. Oh, nice. So um, and shop online. Um, the handle is Yokai Dash Den dot myshopify.com so feel free to go on there and browse you're probably not going to find much because ever since we opened up the online store we've had people across the country ordering so like as stuff sells out we have to take it down and we're waiting for another order to come in so that way we can start putting more back up on the website so there really isn't i would say go on there and if you see something get it while it's in because the likelihood of you getting it is probably going to be like zero after after like the next couple days especially when we go when we put the new um stock in so i would definitely definitely say go ahead and go online and order the stuff if you see it go ahead and get it but other than that no that's about it oh and if you're in mobile alabama 
stop by the shops of Bel Air and come see us. Awesome, awesome. I will definitely get that link uh, for her website in the chat and the description. So definitely check that out. Anyway, guys, peace out. Have a good one. And definitely check out Queen Q's channel. She just started doing content. So be sure to subscribe. Anyway, guys, peace out and have a good one.